Welcome back to the Breaking Butterfly podcast, or if you are new here, a very special welcome. I'm so, so grateful to have you here. Thank you for pressing play. Today's episode is going to be a interview with Ava Johanna, and I am so, so excited for you guys to hear this conversation because she is a embodied feminine uh, entrepreneur coach, and she has just such a good way of explaining the feminine and the masculine energies and talking about business and she really is just a boss ass CEO and I really 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 love talking to her she connected so many dots for me and brought me clarity brought me inspiration brought me motivation we talk about the masculine and the feminine energies what it means to be in either how to be balanced how to find your creative flow how to deal with no creativity releasing old stories beliefs like we just really get into it and I'm excited for you guys to hear and to dive in but before um, I play that episode I wanted to mention one thing I created a different community, Breaking Butterfly community. I created it on Instagram at first because I had this huge fear that no one was going to use the Facebook group because most people use Instagram now. Then I stopped using the Instagram because it felt so out of alignment. It did not feel like a community. It felt so uncomfortable to like build a community there because it's not a community site. Like you guys can't post things and share things and like it's not a community. So I did a poll um, like a couple days ago. We decided, okay, we're going to move things over to Facebook and I feel so happy, so excited about it. So if you have not joined us there yet, the new link for the Breaking Butterfly community is um, in the show notes. You can click, you can ask to join or request to join. Excuse me. And um, we'll let you in to community. So I'm really excited to move things there because you guys can post, you guys can ask questions, share, ask for advice, can share just anything, just talk and be more of a community there and it feels really fucking good. So join us there. Uh, Link is in the show notes and I think that was my only announcement and thing that I needed, needed to share with you guys and yeah, without any further waiting or blabbering from me, here is my interview with the beautiful Ava Joanna. All right, guys, I am here with Ava Johanna, and she is a coach for the embodied feminine entrepreneur, and she's just a boss-ass CEO and a creator of the Academy of Breath, where she teaches breathwork and meditation, which I am so excited to chat about today because breathwork is something that has been just like popping up everywhere and when it pops up everywhere I know there's something there so I'm so excited to rack your brain talk to you about everything business and the divine feminine and thank you so much for being here 
Thank you so much for having me. This is going to be so fun. Yeah, it's so interesting how breathwork has been popping up so much lately. And, you know, of course, we're going to dive into it today, but I really do think that it has to do with the feminine rising and how to really drop back into our bodies in a profound and like healing way. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I know I'm going to learn so much from you right now. And I'm just like, so, so excited. Cool. So as always, to start us out, tell us just a little bit about you. Who are you? What work do you do? Where are you located? What are you passionate about? Anything you feel inspired to share so we can just get to know you before we dive into things. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I currently live in San Diego in La Jolla um, to get even more specific wind and sea because it's the most beautiful, perfect neighborhood in the entire world. (laughs) Um, And I moved down to San Diego about 10 years ago from LA. I was born and raised in LA and basically decided like the moment I could that I wanted to leave the bubble that I lived in because it was um, the suburbs of LA and and a just really affluent, very showy, keeping up with the Joneses neighborhood that, of course, in your formative years creates so many different beliefs and stories and programs. And being somebody who, you know, while surrounded by so much wealth, had nothing at all. You know, my family, my mom, my sister and I at 16 were evicted from our house. Our car was repossessed. Mm -hmm. My mom used to go to the food bank every weekend. Um, We were on food stamps. We, um, for the better half of a year, literally jumped from family house to friends to neighbors because we didn't, my mom couldn't afford to put a roof over our head. And so Mm -hmm. growing up in a like really wealthy neighborhood, but being in that position was really, really hard on my nervous system as it would be for, you know, anyone. And um, after I had the opportunity to leave, I took the first chance to and moved down to San Diego uh, and have been here basically ever since. I did a brief stint back in LA for six months a couple of years ago and decided it wasn't for me. You're like, nope. Yeah, I was like, eh, I don't know. Um, And, you know, throughout the past decade, I have really been devoted to to, you know, first initially the mind, right? Like beliefs and subconscious programming and how to change the chemistry of my brain so that I could heal aspects of myself that had been formed through those years of my childhood and my teenage years. Um, You know, I had a lot of money stories. I had a lot of um, self-worth issues, so many awful relationships um, modeled in front of me. And so, you know, once I kind of started digging into the personal development world, I just completely dove in head first because I was so interested in healing parts of me that I knew were in ways mm-hmm. limiting me from the life that I desired. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, of course, like I think a lot of people, yoga was that first space for me to really drop back into my body. And, um, you know, being, I know that you enjoy festivals as well, being a bit of a party girl in my teenage years and early twenties, I felt like finding yoga and meditation and breath work was like a spiritual high. And I was just completely enamored by the practices um, and really use those to first, again, work with my mind, work with um, my subconscious, work with my beliefs. And then from there, dive deeper into embodiment practices like breath work, like um, mm-hmm. feminine expression to now 
dive into the body. And, you know, when you ask, what am I passionate about? What's most alive for me right now is really supporting not only myself, but my clients, my friends, my community in reclaiming the feminine from this place of, you know, kind of like you were saying before we hopped on this place of balance, right? We've been so, the pendulum has swung so far into the masculine for hundreds of thousands of years that now it's starting to swing back. And how do we find that balance of masculine and feminine duality because these energies live inside of all of us so that we can become fully expressed humans on this planet and really evolve our souls to the greatest potential in this lifetime. Oh, I love that so much. And like my next question was going to be like, what led you to the path you're on now? Like what's your success story? And I mean, you perfectly just explained like that is an amazing success story, right? Hearing where you come from to where you are now. And I fucking love hearing it. And I love having my listeners hear where you came from too, because I see you as just this beautiful, glorious, feminine boss ass leader and, and hearing, you know, where you came from and then all the healing and everything to where you are now is uh, amazing. And I'm curious to ask, so you said leaving the bubble of LA, right? So last interview I did, we were talking about leaving the bubble as well, but Mm. from Salt Lake City, Utah. And we were just bashing on Utah because I thought personally that Utah was the only place that was like this bubble of just like toxicity. But now I'm kind of realizing maybe it's just where we grew up. Do you feel like it's just because like where it was where you grew up that it was a bubble because to yeah. me, I'm like, LA is not a bubble. It is like diverse. Yeah. It is like, it's a whole different world outside of what I thought was my bubble. Yeah. You, you know, so I completely agree. LA is not a bubble. Um, yeah. Northern LA County though, like literally like right yeah. at the tip. Um, okay. I lived I lived in Agora, Westlake, like Calabasas area, which okay. is definitely a bubble. And, you know, my mom still lives there and going back now, I absolutely love it. You know, it's beautiful. There's so much nature is bougie. I like, I, I enjoy going up there. Um, but I think that, yeah, I think all of us just kind of have a certain like affinity for where we grew up. You know, my husband grew up in, um, San Inez, which is up in the, the Valley of Santa Barbara and, um, probably close to Santa Clarita actually. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when he describes his upbringing, I'm like, that sounds like the bubble that I was in as well, too. And so I yeah. think that we all just have our own unique bubbles. And I think that for those of us that have these really like vibrant, fierce souls, mm-hmm. once like once we come of age, it's like, get me out of here. Let me see yep. the world. And I think that that's what's what's so beautiful about having courage and bravery to do that as well, too, because not everyone does. You know, I have tons of friends that ended up staying there. Um, and, you know, I'm just really grateful that I've always had this like fierce, spunky energy inside of me that's like, let me let me at the world. <laughs> yeah, it really is like the like leaving the nest. You're yeah. the one that left the, left the nest, could barely fly, just yes. got the fuck away from the nest. I love that. Cool. So let's dive into the masculine and feminine because I feel like we need uh, my listeners and I, I feel like we need from you like a really good definition of what the masculine is and what that looks like and what the feminine is and what that looks like. Because mm-hmm. I almost see, there's so much talk of it and I almost see a war between them right now. The people that are like in their masculine and then the people that are like in their feminine. And it's like, 
am I in this one? Am I in that one? When is it toxic? And I want to hear like your true definition and uh, of both and what it looks like for you. Yeah, I think that that's a really great place to start because yeah. you're right. Like there's a lot of words that we're using online right now and yep. seeing online that can create confusion and can create this like inner battle, right? Mm-hmm. And this external mm-hmm. battle too. Yeah. And, you know, the first thing is to realize that the terms masculine and feminine are doing an okay job at describing these inner energies that exist inside of every single human, whether you are male, female, non-binary, trans, doesn't matter where you fall on the spectrum. If you label yourself gender or genderless, we all contain these energies inside of ourselves. Other Mm -hmm. terms might be yin and yang or sun and moon or light and dark or life and death, right? And so Mm -hmm. masculine and feminine are just words to try and explain the, the... the inner workings of what it means to be human, what it means to be nature, what it means to be conscious um, for, you know, hundreds of thousands of years. And so the way that I see it is like a spectrum, right? We have this massive spectrum with the poles on either end, one pole being masculine, one pole being feminine, and um, or one pole being yang, the masculine, and one being yin, the feminine. And so on that entire spectrum, you can lean a little bit more masculine or you can lean a little bit more feminine. We usually have like a happy resting place, right? Yeah. Where this is like, this is, I'm mostly feminine or I'm mostly masculine in my energy. And so the extreme example of masculine would be death or nothingness. It's the part of you that is unchanging. It is consciousness, right? It's the part mm-hmm. of you that has always been and will always be. Um, the observer, the witness, right? Mm-hmm. Unchanging. Or if we mm-hmm. think about it from the perspective of like the universe, it's space. It's the space in between. On the other hand, the feminine is everything. It's energy. It's always moving, always changing. It's being, it's feeling, it's um, the water, it's the air, it's um, this conversation that we're having, right? And so um, the extreme example would be life. And so we have this massive spectrum with masculine and <laughs> Do you see me feminine. just getting my mind blown right now? I'm yeah. Like- Okay, sorry, continue. Yeah, yeah, no, but so this is really helpful though, right? Because we think about masculine, when I first was introduced to it, I thought masculine just meant strategy and structure and doing, doing, doing. And um, feminine meant flowing and creativity and intuition and being, being, being. And it's like, yes, and it's also so much more than that, right? We have the ability, the reason why I love embodiment work is that it expands our ability to tap into both the masculine and the feminine um, Mm -hmm. because we need to, right? Especially as business owners, like right now you are in your masculine holding the space of this container of this podcast interview. When you are working with your clients, it's important that you're holding space because the masculine is the consciousness, the presence Mm -hmm. and the ability to respond to what is required in the moment where the feminine is the surrendered leaning into and feeling into the moment, right? Does that make sense? Yes. And so it's important that we are able to play in both, right? We don't want to only be feminine or only be masculine, especially as business owners, because it requires different energy through different time. Interesting. Because I'm over here thinking that the masculine just means 
go, 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 do, 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 like burning yourself out. And the feminine means like, like what I hear a lot from feminine leaders is just like rest, rest, Mm -hmm. like be in flow, like don't have the strict strategy, don't have anything. And I get so like torn between both because I look up to so many people that are like so deep in the feminine. And then I look up to so many people that are like badass business strategy people. Um, And why I wanted you on the podcast so badly was because I feel like you have both. Mm-hmm. like yeah very very balanced <laughs> and the way that you just explained it yeah I just feel like you're about to blow my mind even more. okay <laughs> so how does this show up in your life and your business what does it actually look like if you're if you're too, too deep into your masculine what does that look like and what are the cons mm-hmm. and then if you're too deep into your feminine what does that actually look like and yeah. what are the cons yeah so do you want me to give it from the example of business yes my audience they're not all entrepreneurs but very much diving in to it'll be this I mean this example is going to work for anything right yeah I think more business oriented okay feeling that right now cool so business let's say if you're too much in your masculine to a point of like how you said kind of like toxic right or wounded Mm -hmm. masculine that might be that you are so up in your head that you are unable to discern what step to take next right you Mm -hmm. are over analyzing the numbers you are in this Mm -hmm. like happenstance basically where you don't know which way to go because you are so up in your head and there's um, a detachment from feeling or knowing or desiring which direction to go right Mm -hmm. so it's like the masculine is like here up head up for those that are just listening to this Um, and then the feminine if we're really far over into the feminine it might be that you are so caught up in feeling right I'm so caught up in the fact that this person didn't want to join my program. I'm so caught up that Mm -hmm. this guy that I was texting um, didn't text me back for 20 minutes and now what's going to happen, right? It's like the the caught up. When we, the toxicity happens when we get too wound up in either our head or our feeling. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. a way that I always suggest to kind of like, again, get the pendulum to swing back towards center is when I'm too up in my head, the invitation is to get into my body. Or Mm -hmm. when I'm too in my body and in my feels, the invitation is to be able to hold energy or cultivate holding that space for myself through objective awareness, right? By Mm -hmm. like stepping into the seat of my consciousness and observing the feeling without getting caught up in the feeling. This is amazing. Okay. I I am always like super like transparent on my podcast about everything that I go through like in my business everything every win every loss every struggle and I just have been in this place for like the past I actually no since I started my business of just like feeling like hearing the words and reading the content And feeling like I need to be a different way or act a different Mm -hmm. way because of the two energies. And really, I feel like I've been so fucking balanced this whole entire time, but thinking that I'm not because Mm -hmm. of uh, maybe how it's been explained. And so I have to thank you so much. And I feel like my listeners are going to thank you so much for this like ultimate clarity on, yeah, 
what it what it actually looks like. And I'm so curious to hear, have you been in like, okay, so you're an embodied feminine coach. I'm guessing maybe you were either too deep in the masculine at one point or too deep in the feminine. And like, what's your story? Yeah. Wow, so, what's your story with that? <laughs> um, yeah, you got that right. So yeah. I um mm, I so my background is in in the corporate world, right? Which is hyper masculine in yeah. in the sense where there is no freedom mm. or embracing or acknowledgement of feeling, right? It's mm-hmm. this is how we're doing it. This is the structure of what it's looking like. And there's no wiggle room here, right? When you go into a corporate environment, for the most part, the the company doesn't care about your feelings. They don't care about your intuitive hit to do something or yep. they want you to follow a strict schedule and not ever listen to what you feel in order to create or, um, you know, do your to-do list, whatever it might be. Not even corporate school most oh, yeah. jobs. Yeah. We live a in a fuck. yeah, we live in a very hyper masculine um yeah. society, you know, and yeah. it's because it's been a patriarchy for so long. And again, yeah. this has nothing to do with um with gender. I mean patriarchy does, but the masculine energy doesn't. It's more just the way that most men embody the masculine for yeah. the most part. It's purpose driven, it's structured, it is logical, it is very um left brain, so to yeah. speak. And so For me, coming from a very corporate background, I'm very grateful because it was digital marketing. So it was like, oh, I've got this. Like I can build my own business, no problem. But I started recreating the same environment that I was in inside of my corporate job. Um, I wasn't making the money that I wanted to make. I was spread super thin. I was actually thinking about this last night when I was falling asleep. And I got to the point where I was like, well, why am I, why did I just recreate this? for myself and my own business to the point of not feeling fulfilled, still feeling that void, still totally questioning what it is that I'm doing. And like you said, like if I'm doing it right or following other people's ways because of the way that they're showing up, um, that I just burnt myself out and it wasn't fun anymore. I didn't feel connected to the work anymore. Mm -hmm. And I saw different people that really inspired me and that just had this this energy to them right you could tell that they were just really like walking their walk talking their talk they were happy and lit up by their work they were making a difference in the lives of people and I was like I want that that's what I want to do that's what's like lighting me up I want to learn from these people and so that's what I did and I Mm -hmm. um, decided to hire a coach that really was like so far on the other spectrum of feminine and didn't necessarily teach embodiment practices but was able to open my eyes to trusting myself and truth yeah yeah and being able to communicate with like my I would say like my 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 body my body communication centers the heart the gut the the womb space and that was like revolutionary for me and from that space I really started learning about the power of embodiment work when it comes to deconditioning so much of the masculine the hyper masculine so that we feel actually safe in listening to ourselves and trusting our intuition and putting how we feel above like the external noise 
Well, it's it's hard to trust yourself when for so long you're in a job where you do something that feels intuitively right to you and you could get punished because that's not policy or even the whole thing of like, can I go to the restroom? Mm-hmm. No, you have to wait till a break. It's like, oh, I it's almost creating this connection between like our our bodies, our intuitions is not okay, mm-hmm. um, which is so crazy to me. And I actually con- experienced the same thing when I started my business. And that's one of the main things that I like bring up with my clients first when I help them start a business is like, how do you want it to look? Like, how do you want it to feel? And they'll start to like kind of talk about how their previous jobs were and stuff like that. Like, well, I just, uh, for example, like I worked nine to five. I literally set up my coaching calls so I work nine to five. Yeah. Like, and I was like, what the fuck? And, or I started to do just like certain things and they'll kind of start leaning that way and start creating their business like their previous job or how school was or whatever. And we almost have to like completely shed that and let go of it. And like you said, feel safe in um, what we actually want it to look mm-hmm. like and feel yeah. like. So. Yeah. I think that it's it's really cool that we have so much access to information now, especially in the world of business and entrepreneurship for women, because yeah. it's like a double two sides to the coin, right? Like it's amazing because you get to see so many different women doing things differently. And yeah. it kind of writes permission slips of like, oh, cool, I can do things this way or this way or this way or this way, or I don't have to work nine to five, or I don't have to, you know, uh, work five days a week or whatever it might be. Um, you know, for me recently, I was like, oh, I don't have to manage my inbox. I can have my VA answer all emails for me now. And I was like, this is amazing. Um, and the other side of it, though, is that there's so much out there that, like you said, it can kind of get overwhelming and, mm-hmm. ooh, maybe I'm supposed to follow her because she's successful or maybe I'm supposed to follow this way because that feels like the right strategy or the right structure or the right like plug and play template um, for how to make a million dollars. And it really the process, the way that I see it is that building our business is the ultimate journey in coming back to trust and to really putting what we know above all else. I literally, I can't remember what conversation I had the other day, but we were like, business is just trust. Mm-hmm. That's it. Literally just trust. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that it's so easy to get caught up in the information of entrepreneurship on the internet, even this, right? Like this podcast, you're going to listen to this and then you're going to listen to someone else and hear something completely different. Yeah. Then you're going to go somewhere else. You're going to hear something completely different. And everyone is correct and everyone isn't correct because mm-hmm. it's with you. And I think that's so important to say like on, I say on my podcast too, like take what you need and leave what you don't. If I say something that doesn't align, if Ava says something that that doesn't align, it doesn't mean it needs to align for you because it aligns for us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So totally, totally. I love that. Um, so with the conversation of the feminine and being too deep into it and too deep in your feels, I think a b- one of the other big words that we hear a lot today is empathy. Mm-hmm. Empathy, everyone is an empath, right? Uh, very empathetic. And I have a lot of girls actually feel scared to coach and feel 
nervous about stepping into their power as like a healer because they feel so deeply. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious, do you have any tips on that? Like if someone's too deep in their feminine, I know, you know, meditation, becoming the observer, but like how can we actually kind of get away from those really like deep feelings and back into our power as a coach, as a leader, as a healer? Yeah. So the first thing is to not get away from it at all, but to actually Mm -hmm. allow it to move through you. You know, the feminine, like divine feminine, not wounded feminine, the the Mm -hmm. wounded feminine sits in the fields, right? The wounded feminine has a call with a client and the call like is really intense and, or does some sort of healing session and then they carry it with them the rest of the day. And they're like, oh my God, I'm just like in my fields. And that hello darkness, my old friend song comes on and they're staring out the window and um, it doesn't move for them for a while because they're sitting in it, right? Um, That's like wounded. But the divine feminine feels what it it or she wants to feel or what they want to feel in the moment when they feel it. And so that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, we could be having a conversation and as an empath, like you're on a coaching call with a client and they say something triggering and you're like, ah, and you like shake out your body. No, maybe you do it with them, yeah, to help them. But um, yeah. It's creating space to express through movement, through sound, through breath. And, you know, the way that I do that is by, for myself, carving out time every single day to, mm-hmm. I have a special playlist that I put on, or I have a couple playlists that I put on, and some of them are 20 minutes long, some of them are an hour long, and giving myself the container of that playlist to just continuously move through mm-hmm. my body how my body wants to express through sound, how my throat wants to express, and then also through breath. And so sometimes over the course of 20 minutes, I'm rolling around, I'm like screaming, I'm pounding on the ground, I'm shaking my hips, I'm shaking my ass, I'm opening my heart, um, all within the matter of 20 minutes, like really going through the entire range of emotions and just allowing my body to be the one that guides me in how I'm moving. So my eyes are mostly closed for the entire time. I'm in my office. I'm in like a safe space where I can fully allow myself to express. And not only does that give your nervous system time to regulate itself and to really release a lot of that stress response that we can hold on to, but it also physically exhausts the emotion out of us so that we're really operating from this really clear channel. And so for anyone that's an empath that has maybe hesitations or fear around working with other people, um, whether it's going to a family um, dinner or on a coaching call with a client, a practice like that is so powerful because we the last thing we want to do is just like shove it down or yeah. just like put a positive affirmation on it or, you know, light some sage or Palo Santo. We have to actually move it through the body if we want to release it. Mm, interesting. Interesting. So it's not about, uh, yeah, getting away from it or hiding it. It's literally working with it and expressing mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. moving it. Mm. I yeah. love that. And yeah. so when you do that, you feel everything. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I, I'm thinking like you feel very in your power yes. after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very in your power. Yeah. Also, I wanted to ask you about your creativity because you create. You create content you're creating programs like your um your posts aren't just like here I'm I'm just gonna post something on my my Instagram and your programs aren't just like here's this program it's like 
I can tell you put your heart into your creations. And so is that a part of your like creative process as well? Or how do you kind of bring the feminine into creating? Because we create from the feminine, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so the feminine, like? yeah, the feminine is everything. So that's the thing. It's like everything that's changing or moving or being created, you know, is the feminine. Um, so it's, it's so, so yeah, it's, so, it's such a wide, wide range. Right. Yeah. Uh, of course. And there's levels to it too. Like the process of, of creating life is deeply, deeply feminine. Whereas, um, you know, an oak tree, is still but still alive and so it's you know masculine and feminine so there's a spectrum yeah. but anyways going back to your question because I was totally off topic um <laughs> yes, no, I love it so I I love my creative process I it usually starts from this place of like desire and yearning right so I talked a little bit about how we have these communication centers in our body um mm -hmm. our womb space is desire our gut is like our second brain, our intuition, right? And then our heart is this like open feeling space of just like connection, connection mm -hmm. and, and connecting, right? And so mm -hmm. we, we can tap into any three of those spaces in the body. And what I find is that my creative process really starts from this place of desire, of desire of wanting to create, desire of wanting to share, desire of wanting to show up and teach and connect with people. And um, from that space, usually when I get that kind of like yearning, that pull, that longing, that craving, mm -hmm. I will then take it to my meditation practice or I'll take it to my breathwork practice and I'll just start praying and asking, okay, well, what wants to come through? What's most alive in me right now that mm -hmm. I really want to share? Like, how can I be of service? And I'll ask myself these questions over and over and over again. I'll like take it to my journal and write out like, what what do I what do I want to share right now? What's most alive in me right now? How can I be of service right now? And just let myself completely like let loose on the page and write down different topics or different programs or different exercises, different practices, things that are exciting in my life right now that I want to share. And from that space, I will usually narrow it down to a couple like of the most like prominent things that I'm just like, oh, this is like really turning me on to share this right now. And because mm -hmm. um, if it's turning me on, then I know that I'm going to give it my all and like have that like really heart led approach to it when I'm talking about it, sharing about it, filling the programs, etc. Yeah. So um, from that space, yes, it's like the when life is happening through me the inspiration comes it's when I'm on my walks it's when I'm taking a bath it's when I'm you know having sex with my husband it's when I'm dancing around my my office it's all of those moments that are I'm deeply present and just like in the experience of being and feeling mm -hmm. that mm -hmm the work, the program, the the Instagram caption, the Instagram story, the email um, just like comes to me and really, really quickly, right? I just hear it and then I write it down and then I post it usually. And sometimes I write like letters to myself and post those, but you'll never know which ones those are. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I, okay, well, do you ever get to a place where it's not just flowing like that? And you almost like lose desire. And how do you come combat that? Because for 
a long time. It was like I felt creative, creative, creative. And then I kind of got to a place where I was like, oh my God, I have no idea Mm -hmm. go and it frustrated me so bad because when I'm in that place that you're speaking of when I'm in the place of like I have to have paper and sticky notes and like my phone always with me because ideas or like little downloads are just like popping in and when they're not I feel so sad almost that this life isn't coming through me is that out of alignment or is that just a wave or Mm. do you experience that I love that you said, is that just a wave? Because yeah, you know, Maddie, the thing is, we are, like I said earlier, it's like we're all getting deconditioned from this Mm -hmm. idea that our success, our creativity, our life is meant to be linear. You know, that's a massive disservice and not honoring the actual cyclical nature of what it means to be human and what it means to be a woman, right? Mm -hmm. And so, so much of what we see in front of us, especially online, especially on Instagram, is the highlight reel. So we're yep. only seeing the the highs, the the like tip of the wave when the content is coming, the post-it notes are out. We're only seeing that, right? We're not yep. seeing the other end of the cycle, like the dark side of the moon, right? Where mm-hmm. we feel the ebb and content isn't coming or creative ideas aren't coming and we don't know what to say. We don't know how to show up. We don't know what the next product project is going to be. But what I've found is that that time is always going to come. And if we can honor it with the same excitement, the same love, the same like appreciation as the times where we're feeling on top of the world, we can actually use that space as the gift that it is. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like if we think about a a woman's body and and our menstruation cycle, right? Our moon cycle. There's a few days out of the month where you don't want to do anything, right? You don't want to do anything at all. You want to lay in bed and watch movies and eat chocolate and like cancel all of your meetings. Um, And so our creative cycle is much of the same. And usually with women, it's around that same cycle as well too. And as my my coach shared this with me and the group that I'm in, this mastermind that I'm in, that we can't have rebirth without death. And that period, that ebb is the death. But in the death is really where we're able to take inventory and allow the pieces of us that are not necessarily needed to trans- transition into the next season of our life or the next season of our business to fall away so that we can create space for that next creative idea and that next program, that next service that's going to change the world. And I think that if anyone is experiencing what, as I call the ebb or like the bottom of the wave, yeah. um, just recognize that it's not permanent. And there, and I would even offer you the invitation to journal on like, what am I being called to master right now? Or what lesson is really being gifted to me in this moment? I love that. That's so aligned for me right now because I'm also, I'm an Aries. You're an Aries too, right? Aries rising. I'm a Scorpio, Scorpio sun, Leo moon, Aries rising. I remember because you posted about it and I'm an Aries sun and a Scorpio rising. Mm, okay. A Pisces moon. Oh, I love um, that. But I'm just so like go, go, go in the sense of like I just always want to be on a high. I always want to be creating more. I always want just like more, 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 more. Um, And like I haven't even had my business for a year and it's just been like go, go, go. Like and then it's almost like we hit a point sometimes I think where I just had like a death. And this wasn't like a three-day period death. This was like a three-week death of just like 
Ugh. And I think so many of us experience that and we can kind of go into like a, like everything's ending, everything's wrong, what's wrong with me? And it's not a what's wrong with me. It's a, what do I need to master? Mm-hmm. What is this teaching me so that we can have the rebirth? So that is so in alignment with me right now. And I know it will be for so many of my listeners. So thank you for that. Of course. Um, of course. And okay. What about for people that aren't like in the business yet? They're not in that like creation mode and they're having trouble even starting. They're having trouble even, um, yeah, just having trouble even starting the the creation, maybe because of fear, because of doubt. It's maybe even blocking their their creativity, but they want to go out. They want to serve. How do you handle your doubts and your fears so that you can really allow everything to come through you? Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> business is like the ultimate personal development um <laughs> space right it's like the the personal development conference that we never knew we were signing up for but somehow we're all here (laughs) Um, literally yeah so my my coach Ashe she says it's it's a medicine journey like every single time I'm like I haven't done ayahuasca before um I've done plant medicine but I I I feel that on like a soul level that yes it is literally yep 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 yep. Yep. I'm Um, in the quantum year too. Oh, you are amazing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She's so fucking awesome. I'm in her mastermind and it's just such a gift. Um, nice. And knowing that what we're signing up for is going to bring your doubts, bring your fear, bring your shadow, bring your childhood wounding, bring your relationship issues and programming all up mm-hmm. to the surface. The way that I see it is bring it on, right? Like my soul signed up for this. I know that there's going to be times that it's really uncomfortable. I know that there's going to be times where I have a crap ton of fear. I know that there's going to be times where I doubt the hell out of myself. And I know that it's all for me. And not only is it all for me, but it's all for the people that I'm here to serve. So I'm willing to kind of have this like, I'll go first type of attitude and take one for the team of my clients and how I can best show up for them. And so the thing that I always remind like my clients of when they're like in that first year of their business is that everything that you're experiencing, whether it's doubt or extreme bliss or extreme clarity or rage or fear, um, your shadow, your wounds. Yeah. You're like, okay, yeah. uh Uh-huh. Done. Got it. (laughs) Um, everything that you're, you're experiencing is only positioning you to be an even better leader. It's only positioning you to, you know, going back to the conversation on empathy, have greater empathy and understanding and deeper resonance with the people that you're here to serve. If you were to like pop out the womb perfect, you probably wouldn't be a very good coach. You probably wouldn't be a very good healer because you haven't been there. You don't know how to get, into the 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 healing process of so many of the things that human beings go through. And so when the doubt comes up, when the fear comes up, at this point, I just look at myself and I say, mm, there's going to be a really great lesson. And I'm assuming that either next week or a couple weeks from now, my client's going to bring this exact thing to me and I'm going to know exactly what to say to them. Every single time mm-hmm. I like launch something or I'm like creating something, I struggle with it. Like I struggle with that exact thing. And I'm like, 
okay, universe, I haven't dealt with comparison in four years, right? That's something I like really struggled with and then I healed from it and now it's like starts creeping back in. I'm like, Mm -hmm. why am I struggling with this? And then I look on my (laughs) schedule for, okay, what session of metamorphosis am I doing this week? Oh, comparison. Interesting. Of course it is because I have to feel it with them. If I was way above that, yeah, you can't truly serve. I don't feel like so. Yeah. I'm so glad that you brought that up because I think that there's this like massive imposter syndrome that comes up for people when they are launching something and then everything comes up around that thing. They're like, I'm not actually meant to do this. Oh my God. Like, oh my gosh, I just launched a course called Launch Queen. And I'm like, during the process, I'm like, why did I do this to myself? Why did I launch a course on launching? Because this is just so challenging and bringing up all of my shit. I'm like, next time I'm going to just release a course on getting dressed in the morning and it'll be easy. And, And even then my friend was like, no, then you'd be standing in front of your closet for five hours not knowing what to wear. I'm like, yeah, you're probably right because that's just how it works. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But honestly, and and that's where I think I've been able to take a lot of light out of my struggles or sorry, like make my struggles lighter on myself because then every time I have a struggle, it's not why is this happening to me? It's like, what can I learn from this? It's almost like a game. I see it as like yeah. a fun game of like, okay, how am I going to get out of this one this time mm-hmm. so that I can, I can share? Yeah. Fun is an interesting people. choice of words, but yeah, definitely a game. <laughs> it's kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, it's fun when you find the solution, right? When you yes. get to the end and you're just like, ah, yes, yes, there it the is. The breakthrough, yes. It's a breakthrough. <laughs> so um, I try to tell myself it's fun. So... I'm curious to hear how in like such a embodied life that you live and you're so in touch with your intuition and what you need, how do you determine like what is needed rest and when it's too much in the sense of like how do you hold yourself accountable and find like, yes, I need to rest because my body is asking for it, but then also those days where it's like, I feel like I need to rest, but actually I need to like push and be disciplined and mm-hmm. be a go-getter. How do you discern those yeah. two voices? So I will be honest. I'm like, I'm much more disciplined and go-getter and will push myself more than I'll like give myself rest. And I think that for a lot of us, it's that way because again, we are in a very hyper masculine culture where a lot mm-hmm. of self-worth comes up if we're not doing, if we're not achieving. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, a helpful question that I ask myself and kind of just like a helpful reminder um, Mm -hmm. is if my intuition is telling me to do something, like if I get this inspired guidance in the morning of like, oh, I should like record this or do this or do that. And I do those things and Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'd kind of like to rest right now. And then I'll just tune in and ask like, is there anything else? Is there anything else that I could do? Anything else? And if nothing comes up, then it's like, perfect. My intuition, if my if there was something more for me to do, my intuition would tell me. But since yeah. there's nothing coming up, then there's nothing for me to do today. And so I think that it is also just a beautiful opportunity to listen to our intuition more and strengthen that. And I think that that is huge, 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 especially for the, um, the fear of like, am I doing enough or I could be doing more? It's like, no, if your intuition told you that there was more to do, then 
you would do it, right? But if there's nothing coming up, then there's nothing more for you to do. So how can you get grounded in an energy of certainty of like, and trust again, coming back to trust, trust in yourself. That's literally been the word coming up this whole time as you're speaking. Yeah. Like, trust. trust. Yeah. Trust. It's hard to find that trust, I think, for a lot of people. Like I was saying at the uh, beginning of this episode, like we have not been taught to trust ourselves mm-hmm. for so, so long. Um, if someone was just – if someone listening to us talking was like, I, I'm not even connected to my intuition at all. I do not trust myself at all. I've never really been given that opportunity. Uh, how can we begin? I'm thinking meditation, maybe breath work, mm-hmm. but yes. what do you think? Where do we dive into that? So I think it's important to like recognize that it's not your fault, right? It's not your fault, especially for those I imagine most of your audience is, is women identifying. Um, mm-hmm. And um, you know, we've been property for, for hundreds of thousands of years and we have not been given the agency to make decisions for ourselves. You know, I think it was, wasn't until the sixties that women were allowed to open their own bank account. Um, so it is so deeply ingrained in our subconscious and our bodies, this is why I love embodiment work. Our bodies are the reflection of our subconscious. So when we work with our bodies, when we do embodiment work, we're able to regulate our subconscious so that so much of what we consciously know, right? Because most of us consciously know, like, I can make a good decision or, you know, like, I can say this affirmation and I can see other people that use this affirmation and it works for them. It's not our conscious mind. It's our subconscious mind that we really need to work with in order to trust Mm -hmm. ourselves, in order to feel safe in trusting ourselves. And so that comes back to how can I use my body to soften and to open so that my subconscious mind can get into coherence with my conscious mind and the things that I consciously know? Interesting. So embodiment, yeah. you would say, is the the merger mm-hmm. of the two. Yeah, which can be meditation, can be breath work, can be um, you know tapping. I don't really do tapping, um, I but I know tapping. that a lot of people do tapping. Yeah, I, wow. um, I I've done it once. I did it on stage actually with Gabby Bernstein at a book signing tour, and it was epic. Yeah. It was so cool. I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, but other than that, I haven't done it really. Um, but breath work for me is big dancing. Um, again, the practice that I shared of like, just like getting yourself a playlist that has like sensual songs, has like slow, sad songs, has like upbeat, energetic songs that just has like the entire range. So your body can like move with the music, um, Mm. will help you to, to open up your body in a way that you potentially haven't before. Um, and through that kind of like regulation of, of the nervous system, we're actually able to hear our intuition here, like create, cause there's space created, right? It's like, think about if you've ever done breath work or ever taken a yoga class, yoga is another great embodiment practice. Um, at the end when you're lying in Shavasana, oh my gosh, it's like you feel amazing. You're so present in your body. There's so much space created. What's the voice that's coming in then, right? Listen to that voice. Mm. I love it. Yeah, It's almost like if you've been sitting stagnant for so long and just like thinking, overthinking, overthinking, you can't trust that voice. You need to Mm -hmm. move first, then see, like then hear the voice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and that voice also 
is the overthinking voice is the voice of our stress response. It's our survival voice, right? It's the voice of I need to survive the next 10 to 15 minutes. That voice isn't thinking about what you should do about your relationship and your your partner a, a month from now or how to show up online or what next program to create. That voice doesn't give a fuck about that. That voice yeah. only cares about survival. And so if we want to tap into the voice of our intuition, the voice of like our higher self or that all-knowing kind of godly essence inside of us, then mm-hmm. we have to, have to, have to, have to, have to, have to, like no ifs, ands, or buts, have to move into the parasympathetic response, which is the like downregulated nervous system. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. I feel like you're explaining this all in a way that just connects with me and makes so much more sense to me. Um, I always need kind of like, not science-based, but I always kind of need the like, this is why we do this. Not just like move, flow, because I'm just not that person. I am very, very, um, I'm very intuitive, but I am just very masculine in a sense. And sometimes like I'm so drawn to so many feminine leaders, so many people that have feminine in their bio. And I'm like, why am I so, I mean, because the feminine is just magnetizing, but, um, I totally forgot what I was just. I feel you though, needing the grounded, like, oh, not evidence, but like the, you know, the connecting the dots. That's what I, that's how I am too. I'm very grounded. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) It's like bringing, thank you. I, sometimes I just forget exactly what I'm saying in my sentence, (laughs) but it's just making it make sense for me. I'm very spiritual and very intuitive, but sometimes I just need these like little grounding, like, but this is why, and this Mm -hmm. is why, and this is why. And I feel like you just connected so many dots for me in this conversation. (laughs) So I love it. Um, Okay. I have like just a couple last questions. So, okay. What would your advice be? If you could speak to one person who is thinking of starting a business, they're like about to start their business. They're just diving in. What would you say to them? Like, what would your advice be? Mm. To follow and like really trust your desire as the correct direction and the first step for you. What do you desire to do? How do you desire to show up? Who do you desire to serve? How much do you desire to charge? And really make your priority not so much on the perfect email or the perfect strategy, but actually grounding in the belief that what I desire to do is Mm -hmm. right for me and what Mm -hmm. I desire is my direction. Mm, I love that. I have to ask this though. Do you think that that could be dangerous in the world of this, of business right now where it's oversaturated and where maybe a desire might not actually, um, how do I word this correctly? Like there still needs to be a strategy. Like what if your desire actually isn't going to create a thriving business and you do have to tweak it a little bit? So I think it depends what that is, right? If you're, we have to be honest with ourselves. If your desire is to like 
watch TV all day and not do anything and not show up, then I don't think maybe you even really want to start a business. Um, But if it's like my desire is to not use Instagram, but to create a business based off of referral and really Mm -hmm. like use my connections and I don't want to show up online or I don't want to create a podcast or I don't want a website or I don't want to write out a landing page or I don't want to send an email. Um, everything that we do has like an energetic transmission under it. And so if you're doing a bunch of things because you have to or you should um, because other people are doing it with this energy of I don't want to do this, but I'm doing it anyways, it's not going to work, right? It's not going to work at all because the underlying energy there is I don't believe in this. So why the hell would someone else believe in it? Right. And so when it comes to desire, yes, of course, you know, there's going to be things, the blanket statement, but there's going to definitely be things that mm, we want to show up in our business. But there's no like in business, it's all it's all choice. Right. It's your choice to start a business. It's your choice to show up online. It's your choice to create a structure of a program in the way that you want to or price it at this or do free sessions for however many months. It's all your choice. You're choosing it. So you don't have to do anything. And I think that I've seen pretty miraculous stuff happen in the first couple months of someone's business and my clients' business businesses because they focused on grounding in like desire and allowing desire to be enough. It's just when we don't mm. believe desire is enough that it doesn't work. Mm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay. Okay. I love that. I'm going to leave that there. I could ask you <laughs> 80 more questions about that. Um, but the energy of love is more important than a perfect email, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Or whatever energy you want to invite people into, right? It's like when I created my unapologetic workshop series, the energy was like sass and like calling people up of like, hey, like you are meant to be unique. You are meant to show up and like be in your fullest expression. It was sassy energy. It was loving, of course, but it was sassy, right? Whereas, and and Launch Queen was very much the same as well too of like, we are all queens. Like, let's do things our way. Like, fuck the strategy. Fuck the vanity numbers. Like, let's show up and do things the way that we desire and like learn the energetics behind this. Um, Whereas with like the Academy of Breath, it is like, let's create leaders and, and like help the world through breathwork and meditation. And so- um, you, you get to choose, like, what is the vibe, right? Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. So my finishing questions is, or are, what would you say to yourself if you at your lowest point in your life, like little Ava, the lowest point, not doing too well, she was listening to Breaking Butterfly right now. Mm-hmm. What would you say to her? <laughs> mm. You got this. You got this, boo. I know it looks hard now, but <laughs> look at us now. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it's actually funny. I have conversations with my future self, and I also have conversations with my younger self pretty often in meditation yeah. where I'll just like tap in and I'll like visualize points in my life like very like visceral moments in my in my mm. life when I was younger and like really really struggling and I'll like have a conversation with that version of myself and I truly believe that that conversation is being heard 
Um, Because, you know, when we talk about like the quantum physics and quantum, the quantum world and all the different dimensions, I'm like, I'm definitely having a conversation with her. And recently I'm like, oh, I'm going to start talking to my million dollar self and see what she has to say. Oh, I love that. I love that. So I've been experiencing lately or experimenting with just, yeah, visualizing like a future timeline version of me and just like seeing what comes through. Mm -hmm. And I've been seeing visions of myself and I've been just trying to replicate it. Like I've been wearing white, like my Mm -hmm. highest self wears like white and looks so fresh and her hair, like she's always has it curled. Exactly. Like she looks so angelic with her hair curled. And like every day I just am like, wait, what did she look like again? I'm going to match that completely and just like be her. Mm, so I love that. I like that a lot. And um, what's a baby step that you can give me and my listeners to just be a little more, I'd say, balanced in our energies, find that balance, find that intuition, um, yeah. something that we could do today, tiny yes. baby step. Yes, 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 tiny baby step. Okay, yeah. so I – Maybe we can link this in the show notes um, yeah, or if anyone goes onto my um, onto my Spotify, you can open up the playlist. Otherwise, make your own playlist. It's it's called Fem – I think it's called Fem Practice. Let me see. Mm-hmm. Fem, yeah, it's called Fem Practice and I'll send it to you, Maddie. Um, yeah. And it's about 20 minutes long or so. Put the playlist on and just constantly move the entire time. Constantly move, constantly move, constantly move. Like use your voice to express, use your breath to express – And at the end of the playlist, when the music stops, find yourself in a seat or laying down, complete stillness, and just observe the energy that you have cultivated over the past 20 minutes. And that is a really beautiful dual, like, dual practice of first embodying the feminine and then taking a couple moments at the end to be in the masculine, observing the energy. Mm, I love that. 20 minutes. That's it. Easy. All it takes. Easy, easy, easy. easy. Yeah. Or make your own playlist and do it in the morning. I love it. Thank you so much for that. Um, And then I'd love to give you a space just to share where you hang out, where we can get more of you, what offers, programs. Yes. Give it all to us. Um, Instagram is at Ava Johanna, J-O-H-A-N-N-A. And um, on my Instagram page, there's a link in my bio, of course, (laughs) with a link to my website and all my programs. Um, If you want to work with me, I have different group containers. I do one-on-one. I have a mastermind. And then I also have kind of shared a little bit about little bundles and live trainings that I do. Um, Yeah. And you can find all of that on Instagram or avajohanna.com. Perfect. Amazing, amazing. Well, thank you so, so much for being here with me and for this amazing conversation. Like, connected a lot of dots for me and gave me a lot of clarity, and I feel very inspired. So, I appreciate you. Thank you for being here and sharing your light with us. Thank you for having me. Yes, of course. Okay, that's a wrap. All right, guys. Hello. It is just me again, and I hope you guys absolutely loved that episode with Ava. I, like I said, she connected so many dots for me and I really, really just feel so grateful to have had her on the podcast and all of her information is going to be in the show notes so you can go to her Instagram, you can find her website, all of her programs, everything. She has a podcast herself and I'll link everything in the show notes so you guys can connect with her and, um, 
yeah, I think that's it. I think that's all for this episode. I love you guys so, so much. I hope you love that. Let me know your takeaways. If you share this episode on your stories, let us know what you loved the most about that episode. Make sure you tag Ava as well so you can show her some love. Um, and yeah, I love you guys so, so, so much. I hope you have the most beautiful week and I will catch you guys in my next episode. Bye. Bye.